I'd just like to thank every single person who has donated uh, to the Rounds Rank GoFundMe uh, startup. Your generosity is it's absolutely incredible. So I'd like to thank Dave O'Joyther, uh, Crowner, Sean and Paddy, Simon, Kev, Bobby, Nicker, Gilso and Emmo. Uh, without you guys, I and the other people who donated, I don't know how much longer I could have kept this going. So to be able to keep this going, it's um, it's an honour and I cannot thank you enough. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to the latest episode of Rounds Rant. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Black, who's an American singer and YouTuber who gained extensive media attention with her single Friday, which was the most viewed YouTube video of 2011. More recently, Rebecca has just released an album entitled Rebel, along with regularly posting blogs on her YouTube channel. Rebecca, firstly, thanks a million for coming on the show. And secondly, how are things with you today? Thanks so much for having me. Um, Things are really, really good. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, it's uh, nine <laughs> o'clock here, so uh, I'm coming, coming up to my bedtime, but I'm looking forward to this, uh, this interview. Okay, I'll try not to keep you up too late tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, first question is just about your upbringing. You grew up in California, and I'm just wondering what it was like to be a young person growing up in that state. Yeah, um, I'm from Orange County, which is about an hour outside of LA. Um, and I mean, growing up in California, it, it, I, it, California is the state in the US that has so much variety, um, whether you're up north, whether you're down south, um, even the difference between LA to Orange County. I mean, it was nothing. It's not like I grew up in Hollywood <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. It was pretty quiet until I moved up here. Um, I really started working up here, I guess, you know, in 2011. Okay. And I always remember the first moment I saw Blink-182 on the television. And that's what sparked my interest in picking up guitar or in mm. my case uh, bass guitar was there a particular moment or person that inspired you to get into music in the first place or was it just a natural kind of progression that you kind of took up guitar or took up piano or took up singing oh gosh um i mean i from the age of like three years old was um I think I started in dance classes and it was just the one thing that, you know, my parents kind of decided, Oh, well, let's do something to keep her busy. Um, I was put into dance and then my brother into sports and they kind of nailed it with the both of us. We both really liked what we did. And um, it was uh, it, uh, third grade for me, which was like the year 2006, I think when I picked up piano because my mom um always had a piano in the house. I think it was a gift from my dad. Um, and she would always play and, um, she had played for basically her entire life and decided to re pick it up seriously again, um, with the teacher and with lessons. So I kind of took over and I really loved it and I would just play and play. And from then I, I started singing a few years later and, um, I, I just kind of, 
I got addicted almost to music and listening to it and then performing it. And then I found my place on stage. So I guess it was pretty, pretty natural. Pretty natural. It sounds natural anyway. <laughs> and next question, it just to kind of fast forward a, a few years into your teenage years, you released the song Friday. And I'm just wondering what was the spark that led to it actually happening? And then also to follow up that question, was there any other options or song ideas that could have been used as well that were turned down at the time? Or was it just always going to be that particular song, Friday? Friday was, uh, I was in middle school at the time. I was 13. And um, still, like, I, at that point, my love for music and performing um, had only just like expanded and kept going. And I was too young to, you know, I was nowhere near college yet, but I knew Mm. there was something to this that I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from. Like I just, I was always either in musical theater or, um, or, or, or trying different things out. I was still picking up piano and I tried a little bit of guitar at that point. Like, um, I was just starting to like find my my way, I guess, like really early stages. Um, and someone I went to school with had worked with this company over the summer and had uh, ended up basically with a song, a music video, and um, it just looked like a great experience. And for me, I had no connection at all to Hollywood. I didn't have a parent that was, you know, a producer or a mom who had been an actress in another life. Like I, I had no means of LA was so far away to me, even though it was only an hour away in real life. Mm. Um, but this was something where I could get some sort of experience. I thought like, okay, if I did one of these for myself, I could sort of figure out if I actually would like this or not because here I am doing school plays and um I don't know dance classes and and going on auditions um and things like that but I didn't have any any real studio time or had even I didn't really know what a setup of a studio was it was so foreign and that was a way to just find out if I even liked it and how did the whole video process take place because um obviously the reaction was huge but i'm just wondering how was the video shot did you have to do it yourself or did the company help out or how was it how did it take place um it was basically oh i totally realized there was another question was there another song yes there was another song Uh, (laughs) it's okay uh yes there was another song before friday and this actually kind of ties into the whole thing um Basically, the company sent over a song, uh, which was about love. And I think it was called Superwoman or Superhero. And it was about being someone's superwoman. And um, again, (laughs) I was 13. I had just had my first relationship, which was like three days long. And I broke up with him because I couldn't even talk to him. So the fact that I would be potentially (laughs) singing this song about being someone's superwoman, I was like, no, there's no way I can't, I can't make this work. I don't think the superwoman gimmick would have probably held up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was a 13-year-old flying Exactly. Around. So um, I asked, you know, hey, is there anything else? And then w- Friday was what was, was next. And at that point, like, 
one, I felt bad asking for anything else. I kind of felt like I was stretching it by saying no and, and saying, no, this isn't really for me. Um, and also it was fun. Like, I know a huge part of Friday was that people were like, oh, the songwriting is, is weird or it's, or it's um, real simple or, or saying even harsher things than that. But as a 13-year-old, like, I know 13-year-olds are even much more advanced than I was then now. But um, I, that, that was kind of what I like to do. I like to hang out with friends after school. I liked the weekends because I was stuck in school all week. Like, it just, it, it, I, in my brain, that was, that was fine. It wasn't, I wasn't looking for my, like, big hit, you know? So I, that just, it didn't matter to me that much just to follow on from what you were saying were you initially delighted to see it so do so well or were you kind of taken aback by it um i mean it, it there was like a month of it basically it got uploaded which the waiting game to even see the finished product was huge to me because we filmed um one day in january oh my gosh i just realized we're actually to, tomorrow, the day after we're, we're recording this, is the, what year is it, 2018, the seventh year anniversary of when it was uploaded online. And um, so... Wow. So yes. February 10th. Um, so there was like a month of, okay, we filmed the video, it's done. Now we wait and see. Like, I, it, it's not like, it wasn't... Um, I think it's it's much more normal for the artist to be much more involved in the process of editing the video and putting it together. But with this, I had no idea what I was doing. So it just kind of happened. I showed up almost as if I was an actress on a set. I filmed the song uh, or I filmed the video and then it was uploaded and I saw the finished product. And it was like a month of it kind of, it had gotten a couple thousand views, which was pretty normal for where it was uploaded. Um, and then about a month after, once it took off, I think it was just shocking. Like my, I went into a little bit of shock because mm. it came out of nowhere. All of a sudden there were, you know, 3,000 views one night to like 14,000 views the next morning to then 250,000 views the next day. And then by the end of the weekend, it was like over a million and it just kept going from there. So my brain couldn't really process. <laughs> yeah. Was there was there ever a time that you kind of considered that it could be better off to take it down? Because when the video became such a internet sensation, there was obviously some of the negative and hurtful comments mm -hmm. that came your way with that. Was it very difficult to deal with all those hurtful comments? And was there a stage where you thought maybe it would just be best to get rid of it and, you know, take a step back and then maybe try again in a few months? In a few months. Um, oh, gosh. I, <laughs> um, a few years. At, the, at the, that very first day, because it was crazy how there was like one day which it just blew up. Um, that day I was on the phone with, with, uh, it was me, my mom and the company. And they asked me, Hey, like we can take this down and just like pretend like it almost never happened. If that's, what's going to make you feel better or what? Cause I was obviously right after I saw the views, I saw the comments and like any kid or person would, um, 
it was really hurtful. And also to put that together with the shock of like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Who did this? Um, They asked if I wanted to take it down. And I think it was the Latina in me that was like, how dare you ask me that? Like, no, we're not going to take this down. No, we're not. Like, I, I don't. I don't even know if I totally knew if I could handle what was to come. And I definitely didn't know what was to happen. But after going through some bullying in my own life beforehand and having a hard time growing up with, um, with kids and people in my, my close circle being really kind of rude to me, like a lot of kids deal with, um, I was tired of like letting everyone else have the last word. I was tired of letting everyone, um, kind of tell me what I should do. And uh, I definitely didn't know how to handle it, but I I knew there was, I don't know. I just knew I couldn't take it down, so I didn't. Well, like today, everything is, it's based around the internet mm-hmm. and personalities everywhere all over the world. But I just feel that the access young people have, say today to social media mm-hmm. and sites like Spotify and YouTube it wasn't the case back then, and it was very easy for young people, or even old people, I'm sure we're uh, <laughs> sipping on hater age, just forgetting that there was a young teenage girl behind the song, and all those comments were being seen probably by her. So I, I there is a bit of sympathy that perhaps if that Friday song was released today, <laughs> It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as drastic as as it turned out to be. But it's. I suppose it's just the nature of the game. It was the Justin Bieber era. Totally. Totally. I mean, YouTube. I I would say YouTube was still like a a baby in that case, and some would even say YouTube is kind of somewhat of a baby now. Mm. Um, back then, like YouTubers weren't the presence or didn't have the like immense crazy presence that they do on the site. Now it was still very much, um, memes and like viral videos and these standalone kind of things. Um, I loved YouTube at that point and I had already actually a lot of people don't know this, but when I was in, I think seventh or eighth grade, right. It was actually kind of right before Friday. I, loved YouTube so much that I would, I had made a few myself, but the moment I got like one weird comment, I shut it all down. I was like, Nope, Nope, this is too, (laughs) this is too much. This is too weird. I don't know. I'm not, no. But, uh, then sure enough, like six months later, this ended up happening. But, um, yeah, people, there were no, there was an Instagram there, there was Twitter, but there weren't these, I feel like social media today is so complex and there's so many different ways you can show your story or show who you are. And like you said, the best part about YouTubers is how personal they are and how, um, kind of, it feels like they're, they're close. Like, it's not like these, you know, huge A-list celebrities who are, um, you know, surrounded by a 10 pack security guard team all the time. Um, but YouTube wasn't at that stage yeah. yet. So it was a lot of anonymous comments of people feeling like they could just say whatever they wanted and not uh, face any sort of punishment or consequences. Mm. Fast forward into today to today, 
Social media, as you pointed out, it plays such a massive role in just even ordinary people's lives, celebrities, musicians, etc. I'm just wondering, do you think it's nearly essential for a musician like yourself to have social media pages to keep their fans informed? Or do you think all the negative comments that some people get, and it's, it's just the nature of what social media can offer, do you think the positives outweigh the negatives or is it vice versa? It's a good question. Um... I think the most important part, and I'm still figuring this out for myself too, because I go back and forth in my own brain. So I'm trying to hear my own advice here. Um, I think the most important part is when you, you, you are, or not when, but you have to decide what you're going to do and stick to it. You have to decide I'm going to, you have to almost like set boundaries of what you're going to share. Um, or not going to share because I have some musicians that I'm a huge fan of just as a fan of music. And I have no idea what they post on social media. And I just go to the music and some people I love don't post at all. They have no thing to that, but the music is what kind of drives their story and that works for them. But um, then there are also people that I follow online where I love their personality and like I am consciously looking at them every day or like hearing what they have to say. So the danger is when you don't set those boundaries for yourself going into it, if you are, you know, if you either want to do music or do some sort of a social media thing. Um, if you don't set those boundaries, you run the risk of either sharing too much of what you were initially comfortable with Um and then kind of regretting it. Um, or I've seen some certain people build a resentment of like, I've shared too much, but now I don't want to share that anymore. But now you've built this relationship with these people and your fans are real. Like they're very valid and they are who allows you to do this. So if you start sharing something and you kind of take it away from them, they have the right to be a little angry, I think, or be a little confused at least. Um, so yeah, that's the hardest part, yeah. I think, is like where knowing where you want yourself to fall when building this, this whatever kind of a if it's social media or music. Okay, well, no, that was as I said, it was an interesting topic, and Completely. it's obviously very topical today, especially because you still you still see so many stories and. Even you have to look at even the president, oh his tweets pop up on uh, the news every single day. So it's uh, social media is it's it's absolutely right. huge and relevant to kind of rewind a little bit or get back on track. You released the song Saturday shortly after Friday. And I'm just mm -hmm. wondering, was the reason behind that just to keep the momentum going and just have a bit of fun about the concept <laughs> that you'd previously wrote a song about Friday? Are we thinking let's take it? up a gear and try uh not replicate but outdo friday um there were a lot there was actually a lot behind saturday and a lot of intention that went into it because at that point it had been a few years since friday um and i won i'd constantly constantly and surprisingly even though it exists now and it's out there for the world to see i still get questions when's the saturday song or like when's the sunday song which at first really <laughs> bothered me and i was like come on that's so annoying but i was like you know what okay i can give that and i can do it i want to do it in in a fun way and on my terms because i felt like 
when Friday went on, it was like the rug just got swept underneath my feet and I landed straight on my back and like lost all breath. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had no control. And, um, at that point, uh, I, I really just wanted to kind of like take matters into my own hands. And it wasn't to be this like, okay, like Friday's, you know, nothing. And I want to make this great big hit. It was, I want to do something fun with my friends and we all are down for this idea and to make it fun. So it was me and my friend Dave who co-wrote the song together within like, I don't know, an hour uh, one day we recorded it real quick. And then it was another few of my friends, Chris Greider, um, and, uh, my other friend, Joey, uh, who are also, I believe, YouTube creators at that point, everyone was a YouTuber and I had immersed myself in YouTube as a side mm. note. I was like already much more on the YouTuber path, but we all were like, let's do it. Let's film this video and let's, let's just have fun with it. Why not? <laughs> and, uh, it kind of, it, yeah. it helped me a little bit with the comments, um, and dealing with them because I felt like I had a little more healthy control following the Friday and Saturday. And as you said, there was uh, those years apart from those two songs, but you kind of <laughs> went, I'm not going to say hibernation because you obviously didn't go into hibernation. Literally. You took some time off. There was mm -hmm. not as you weren't as active in the music scene as you obviously were. Did you just try to revert back to quotation marks, normal life? Or did you still actually pursue music as you're saying, dancing, stuff like that? Or did you just want to take a step back from it? I needed to find my feet because uh, kind of going along with the analogy I used a few minutes ago. Um, I had no idea any of that stuff that happened with Friday would happen. And there was a couple years of like absolute craziness where it was almost like <laughs> feeling like I blacked out a little bit because all of a sudden I, I realized, Oh my God, I went to the Grammys. I won a teen choice award, which is for me as a, I think mm. I was 14 at the time to win a teen choice award while that being like my favorite thing. Uh, that was just crazy. And, um, at the same time, like there were so many amazing things that I got to experience from Friday, but I had also felt like, and I knew that something was not right because I had been making this music that all of a sudden I didn't really love, um, that people had kind of said, hey, just trust me do this and this is what'll make you successful or I want you to be um, the next blah, 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 or, you know, the new blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I, I didn't feel right. And I was still too young to really understand what I wanted. So my parents put me back into regular like public high school. I finished up, I graduated. And in that meantime, I definitely quieted down in the sense of I wasn't going to the studio, I wasn't working on music, but I found YouTube in that time. And um, I found it in the way of, I found my own community with friends who I could work with and create content with and, and 
have some fun again because I got kind of isolated with Friday. I kind of told, I literally hold myself up. I was homeschooled. I, I wasn't doing much. And so I found YouTube, which helped me find that. And then also start to find, um, a community of people who could watch my videos and hear what I have to say and gain a little something from it. Um, so in that period before I was making music again, I found my little, my, my spot. Okay. Yeah. We, we talked about it earlier on and about the, about how much you're willing to give to your YouTube uh, followers or subscribers. I was just wondering in the lead up to obviously, releasing the first few videos were you conscious of overstepping the line or not being a bit cautious in what you were saying or doing in the videos are we just clear on what you wanted to do and what I definitely didn't have that clarity at the the jump like I didn't have a full setup plan um which sometimes you know that's I think why I kind of said what I said earlier of I there were pros and cons to having it and not having it um, you know, having this plan and, and kind of way to go. Um, but what I was so clear on was I wanted to be me on camera and I was tired of, uh, oh gosh, I feel like I've said I'm tired of so many times. This I'm so sorry. I'm not a perpetually tired person, but <laughs> I, sh- I should be the one who's tired. It's half nine years. It, it is. What, it's the middle of the night. LA. <laughs> I'm very awake right now. Um, but I, I need to think of a better word that I'm tired of. But um, <laughs> at that point, I I had kind of been manipulated into being this thing that everyone wanted me to be, whether it was like a team around me saying that or all those comments, um, you know, trying to influence me or tell me that I should be something else or not be there at all. So at that point, I just wanted to do what what felt right with me and go with my gut. Um, And that was, I think, what really paid off because people got to know me as just something more than a three and a half minute long music video where I didn't speak a word. I were saying words that were written for me. I love Friday. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like sometimes I I get a little harsh on it and I don't mean to, because Mm. especially now, seven years later, I have built so much love for that song. Um, it was just in those first couple of years, I didn't, I didn't process anything. So I had mixed feelings. I, I actually remember a funny enough story and some of my friends would probably hate me for mentioning it, but when it, when it came out, it, it's kind of like what it is now. It's kind of split down the middle. You either love it or people just tend to dislike it a lot, uh, which is the nature of it. People rarely sit on the fence, but I absolutely adored it. And I'm not just saying that cause you're on the podcast. I, so, um, we set it as our alarm clock on a school trip mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and at half seven every morning, the opening few bars <laughs> of Friday would start banging out. And by the end, by, by, by the end of the, I think the oh, third day, uh, a phone could have potentially fell out a window suspiciously. But um, it was, it was just funny because it, it split, it split the room. Some wow. people actually woke up and just started laughing. They're like, yes, I cannot wait for this day. Well, two or three other people were like, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I love that. Oh my God. Um, yeah, there, and it's, it's actually fun to, to see. I, I, I surprisingly get a lot of people, um, saying, you know, Hey, I really like that song. And maybe they were mm. saying that in 2011. Maybe they were way too scared to say that in 2011 because the popular opinion was to say they didn't like it. And listen, I don't blame them because I catch myself doing that thing with other viral videos too. And then I have to stop myself and say, Hey, like you should know more than yeah. a lot of these people, what really goes on here. So I, I get it. And the song is not, um, I would not compare <laughs> it to anything by Radiohead or anything by, mm. Oh gosh, any of my favorite artists. It's not there, but I think the shame is, of, you know, the, the negativity yeah. that came with that song is it was just so, so innocent. And like, I was such a little kid that anytime I see something similar happen to someone young nowadays, I, I just hope the kid behind it is okay. Cause they're a kid at the end yeah. of the day. No, I agree. So you've just recently released uh, the new album rebel, as I mentioned in the intro, which represents your first, you know, your proper album or EP, if you want to call it that, how was the entire process of that is like, did you know, taking tentative steps into YouTube give you the confidence to kind of think, listen, I could go back into music and I can write my own music. I can get the right team of producers, songwriters around me and make a very good, considerate album. And I'm just wondering what was the process of the entire album leading up to it? And- it was a long process. Um, it was, sorry to cut you off a little there. It was real real long took like two two years i think of specifically working towards that uh ep or working on music for that ep to you know before we released it and um by the time i had graduated high school i knew which was like 2015 i knew that i was ready to like tape take that leap again. And I was officially an adult where I could start making my own decisions. And, um, and so I decided I'm going to move out. I'm going to move up to LA and I'm just going to try it out. And it wasn't an easy decision, especially being my parents are again, nowhere. They're not in this industry. And because of my experience, they weren't necessarily trusting in it. Um, But they respected me and they allowed me to go and give it a shot. And um, I just found my way into a studio and I started working with a team that helped me, you know, get in touch with even more producers and, um, and just start writing. And that beginning process, like the first three months was the toughest because I really got to see the negative um, outcome of Friday, which was a lot of insecurity. And I hadn't realized how much those hate comments um, and all of that criticism had affected me until I started having to really be honest and, and write some music that made any sense. Um, That was the hardest part. And I, I, there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of difficult conversations and, um, and just a lot of pushing through to get, to get to a place where I 
could become confident again and start trusting myself. Um, and so the first single off of Rebel was The Great Divide, which that day, I as I was walking in the studio, I was fresh off of like one of the biggest cries I'd had in a long time because I just was feeling so insecure and like, I don't know if I, I can do this. I don't know if I just was kidding myself this entire time. This is so hard. Um, and then I went into the studio that day and I just I started talking about what was on my mind and that led to, you know what? Let's make a song about what's really going on and let's be honest. And that song ended up being like it um, and what started off the EP. So the whole process was, I mean, gosh, if I took you through the entire thing, we would be here until tomorrow or even longer. But um, after the great divide, like, my confidence just surged completely. And was it was obviously really important for you to, because you've previously said, obviously in this interview and other interviews, that you always talked about wanting to do something mm -hmm. yourself that's true to you, that's your songwriting, it's got your melodies, et cetera, et cetera. Like with, with tracks like Wasted You, Heart Full of Scars, and a few other of the tracks on the EP, they do bring up some deep enough lyrics about your past that probably relate to Friday and other uh, parts of your childhood. Like, did you feel a, nearly a pressure on yourself to include those maybe darker periods of your life rather than paint this lovely, happy picture that all is perfect? Or was it kind of a case of you just, without sounding too philosophical here, that you kind of delved into your your soul did a bit of soul searching and realized that as you kind of said yeah um there is some dark things in here that need to kind of come out in the form of music i'm trying to put the words together of what i'm trying to say um everyone at some point or another realizes like okay i'm going through life i need to find my purpose like why am i here and at, for a long time i actually didn't then again, for a long time, God, I'm only 20. When I was a teenager, didn't realize that yet. I was like, I don't need this. What, what is this purpose stuff? That sounds real hippy dippy and not my thing. <laughs> um, but at, at one point, I, I kind of realized, okay, this like really bizarre thing happened to me when I was younger. And I could either ignore it and pretend like it never happened and just kind of live on my life keep ignoring it and just pretending like it never happened and maybe that'll be easier for me but I think I realized that little tick in my head that that I called my little Latina side when I said no don't take this video down was that kind of sparked the start of a potential purpose for me so when writing this music um and, and now, like, now that the music is out and I just did this tour, which maybe we can talk about later. I'm not, I don't know. But um, I realized, okay, I went through something pretty extraordinary. And you can take that as a positive or a negative. And I can use that and the empathy and the experience and the hurt and the pain that I went through to help someone else. That is going to make me not only feel better, 
but at the end of the day, just help someone. Um, so even though it was difficult to talk about what kind of happened and what really like went down during Friday and the years after, um, it has shown to be so worth it. And to have people come to me of, you know, whether they're young and my age or older um, and say, hey, like, thank you for talking about this. You got through this and I feel like I can get through what I'm going through in my own life. That is like everything. <laughs> That's one of the moments where the positives outweigh the negatives. Completely. Completely. And you mentioned it there, the tour that followed the album release. How liberating was that for you to not be attached to because all your probably your previous performances on television are attached to that people mm -hmm. are probably saying play friday play friday <laughs> all that how rewarding was it and liberating for you to actually play your new song songs that you actually took the time to write yourself that you had your personal stamp on and then to follow on from that how good was it to see genuine fans react to your music it's been amazing it's been a uh, like out now that it's out such a sigh of relief um and i i, I can connect so much more now that the, i don't have to say yes like wait for the music soon that is amazing um and it, it served as like a great base point to now keep growing and keep expanding and and doing, you know, more music, also exploring other pathways that I've always loved as well. And that through Friday and through YouTube and all the experiences I've had, I've been able to see, oh, I'd love to um, work more on this, work more on acting, work more on hosting, all of these, all those things. Um, it was incredibly nerve wracking to be holding all of this stuff. And for me to finally have found some confidence um, and now to know that, okay, here, I'm doing the same thing that happened seven years ago. I'm putting it out there online. <sighs> Let's see. You know, at that point it was, I had gotten myself to a place of, okay, if everyone, if I put this out and everyone hates it, whatever, I don't even care anymore, but I love having this moment for myself on my own terms. Um, and it was amazing. I got to go tour right afterwards on this tour called Love is Love, um, which was so in line with that purpose thing I was talking about of these raw kids that went for a purpose. There were huge, um, a huge part of the tour was LGBTQ plus um, issues, um, otherwise known as LGBT. If anyone didn't catch all those letters, I just threw at you. Um, and, and just if you were ever feeling out of place in your life, love is love was a place to go. And I got to meet so many kids and parents, um, and play them the music, a lot of them for the first time, you know, they were, there were multiple people on this tour. So if that was the first time them hearing that music and for them to say, Oh my gosh, this just totally like clicked for me. And thank you so much for playing this. I really felt something that's been so amazing. So cool. I wish there was a better word to describe it <laughs> <laughs> well amazing is a good uh, word to use this is a lot yeah. worse yeah and the last question before the quick fire round which everyone tends to really regret <laughs> <they do> it, um, 
is your future now to push on with the music or as you mentioned there does any sort of television roles or i don't know fashion or as you said youtube uh videos like where where do you want to see yourself in like the next year, year or two like what you want to be doing with yourself are you happy just to lay low for the next few months and see how it pans out um i definitely am now able to focus on some other things um some other little journeys and stuff like that i just got to wrap my first feature um i played a role in a feature film coming out i believe later this year or next year which is awesome um that was really cool to be able to do that and i want to continue exploring those avenues as well um but it has been important and this is what i've been doing for the last couple months and will continue to do uh is to lie somewhat low um and continue to i don't want to lose that thought that went into rebel and like that passion and that drive i i would hate to rush something just to keep the motivate, uh, not motivation, the momentum going, um, just Mm. to do that because that would totally go against everything that (laughs) I just did for that EP. So I'm trying to be patient with myself and, um, and, and just letting it flow, you know, not trying to rush anything, but definitely not the end here. Only getting started. Mm. Well, as you said, you're young, yeah. very young. A lot of people tend to forget how young you are. <laughs> Including myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm at least past my midlife crisis, but I'm definitely not. Hopefully I'm not there <laughs> yet. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. And um, so the quick fire questions. Okay. First thing that comes into your head, just say it. Okay. And um, deal with the consequences later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my philosophy towards us. So first question is cats or dogs? Oh, cats. I mean, I feel obligated to say that I've got one sitting right in front of me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan and I get, I get, I get slagged in uh, Dublin for this, but I'm a big fan of watching Jackson Gal- Galaxy's My Cat from Hell show. So that's my guilty pleasure. Oh, oh my I God. I love that show. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, we're just basically... Cats go completely bananas mm-hmm. and attack him, and then he's he's some sort of <laughs> god creature who heals them. So amazing for anyone who hasn't seen my cat from hell, go watch it. I love that. So and don't get me wrong, question. love dogs too, but cats like mm. love them. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Tea. Yeah. I go back and forth on this one, uh, but I love tea. Uh, your favorite band of all time? <gasps> Um, Young the Giant. Okay. Are you familiar with them? Young Giants. Young the Giant. No, no. It's kind of a funky name. They're uh, they're amazing. They had this song few few years back called Cough Syrup that you may remember. Um, I don't know if it was big internationally, but they're I believe from Orange County, same place as me. Hello, and um, they're just wonderful. Apartment is a song you've got to listen to. It's my favorite song of all time. I think I listened to us uh, before my bedtime. Beautiful. So next question: piano or guitar? Piano, definitely. Your favorite film of all time? I would say Almost Famous. 
even though I just saw Call Me By Your Name, which I don't know if you've gotten to see it. Oh my gosh. It's completely different from Almost Famous. Um, But yeah, it was wonderful. Now, this is going to be a controversial one considering you're actually in LA, but I thought I'd do it anyway. Hollywood, Santa Monica, or Beverly Hills? Hollywood, definitely. No question (laughs) about it. Um, And everyone, that is the one thing about LA everyone is so set on like their spot. And I used to live in Santa Monica and I thought that would be my spot because I had a lot of friends over there and it's kind of what I I knew better. But I moved to Hollywood a couple years ago and I am so in love with it. (laughs) Well, at the minute, mine's Santa Monica, I'm not going to lie, mainly because Uh of the beach. But um, I'll have an open mind next time I uh, visit California, and maybe it might change my mind to Hollywood. So, another, yeah. another, definitely East Side as well. Check out like Silver Lake and Echo Park. Those are even maybe. I haven't been there. I've been to Beverly Hills, Hollywood, Santa Monica, Venice, Huntington, but not uh, Echo Park. So that's next Got on the list. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Favorite Simpsons character? I've never watched The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm so- that's the end of the show um <laughs> thank you i'm wow. sorry um lisa is that a, is that lisa <laughs> lisa yeah okay. lisa's lisa. a character lisa last two uh, your favorite netflix show um oh my gosh why do i feel like i'm blanking okay first one that came to my mind there's one i have been watching um uh oh my gosh it's it's an i want to say it's australian and it's called just desserts (laughs) god this is i love shows like this it's a baking show where they make these crazy desserts and i believe it's um toasted by a man called zumbo i believe is what he calls himself and he does these like crazy like weird desserts but they look unreal I uh, will check that out when I have uh, 20 minutes to Keep an open mind. Keep uh, an open mind. It's a little out there, but it's so much fun. (laughs) What's there uh, not to like about desserts? Totally. Totally. Last question, and this is a tough one. There's a limit, time limit of 50 seconds on this, or else uh, we have to see his transmission. Okay. Uh, Describe yourself in three words. Hmm. (sighs) Um, Resilient? open i'm gonna go with loving i'd say i'm pretty loving god that's so hard to do it's like yeah. <laughs> even those words i don't i don't yeah. know but i'm gonna stick with them nice it's it's the toughest one by far people really tend to have panic attacks when i ask it so <laughs> you're not the first and definitely not the last so. that concludes us and um i just would like to thank you for coming on rebecca and it goes without saying i wish you all the best you wish to pursue in the next year or two and I will be celebrating the seventh, or is it the eighth anniversary of Friday it tomorrow is the morning? Seventh. Thank you so much, by the way. No worries. I, I'll actually I'll put it as my alarm Beautiful. clock, so I'll uh, wake Beautiful. up. Beautiful. Don't let it confuse you because it's trip, a Saturday. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks a million for coming on, and I wish you well. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs>